They walked for a moment down the corridor. Then the officer said, Do you know the captain, sir? No, why? Just wondered. He's been very eager to see you, calling up the Comtex every hour to find out when you're arriving. No, Norman said. I've never met him. Very nice man. I'm sure. The officer glanced over his shoulder. You know, they have a saying about the captain he said. Oh, what's that? They say his bite is worse than his bark. Through another door, which was marked Project Commander, and had beneath that a sliding plate that said Captain Harold C. Barnes, USN, the officer stepped aside, and Norman entered a paneled stateroom. A burly man in shirt sleeves stood up from behind a stack of files. Captain Barnes was one of those trim military men who made Norman feel fat and inadequate. In his middle forties, Hal Barnes had erect military bearing, an alert expression, short hair, a flat gut, and a politician's firm handshake. Welcome aboard the Hawes, Dr. Johnson. How are you feeling? Tired, Norman said. I'm sure, I'm sure. You came from San Diego? Yes, so it's fifteen hours, give or take. Like to have a rest? I'd like to know what's going on, Norman said. Perfectly understandable. Barnes nodded. What did they tell you? Who? The men who picked you up in San Diego. The men who flew you out here. The men in Guam. Whatever. They didn't tell me anything. And did you see any reporters? Any press? No, nothing like that. Barnes smiled. Good. I'm glad to hear it. He waved Norman to a seat. Norman sat gratefully. How about some coffee? Barnes asked, moving to a coffee maker behind his desk. And then the lights went out. The room was dark except for the light that streamed in from a side porthole. God damn it, Barnes said. Not again. Emerson! Emerson! An ensign came in a side door. Sir, working on it. Captain, what was it this time? Blew out an ROV Bay 2, sir. I thought we added extra lines to Bay 2. Apparently they overloaded anyway, sir. I want this fixed now, Emerson. We hope to have it solved soon, sir. The door closed. Barnes sat back in his chair. Norman heard the voice in the darkness. It's not really their fault, he said. These ships weren't built for the kind of power loads we put on them now, and... Oh, there we are. The lights came back on. Barnes smiled. Did you say you wanted coffee, Dr. Johnson? Black is fine, Norman said. Barnes poured him a mug. Anyway, I'm relieved you didn't talk to anybody. In my job, Dr. Johnson, security is the biggest worry, especially on a thing like this. If word gets out about this site, we'll have all kinds of problems. And so many people are involved now. Hell, Sync Compact didn't even want to give me destroyers until I started talking about Soviet submarine reconnaissance. The next thing I get four, then eight destroyers. Soviet submarine reconnaissance? Norman asked. That's what I told them in Honolulu. Barnes grinned. Part of the game to get what you need for an operation like this. You've got to know how to requisition equipment in the modern Navy. But of course the Soviets won't come around.
They won't? Norman felt he had somehow missed the assumptions that lay behind the conversation and was trying to catch up. It's very unlikely. Oh, they know we're here. They'll have spotted us with their satellites at least two days ago. But we're putting out a steady stream of decodable messages about our search and rescue exercises in the South Pacific. SNR drill represents a low priority for them, even though they undoubtedly figure a plane went down and we're recovering for real. They may even suspect that we're trying to recover nuclear warheads, like we did off of Spain in 68. But they'll leave us alone, because politically they don't want to be implicated in our nuclear problems. They know we have troubles with New Zealand these days. Is that what all this is? Norman said. Nuclear warheads? No, Barnes said. Thank God. Anything nuclear.